Hello, and welcome to the Music Teacher Coffee Talk podcast. I'm Tanya. And I'm Carrie. We are both elementary music teachers who love to talk shop, preferably over a steaming cup of coffee. This is episode number 14. Today we're talking about stress relief for the music teacher. We'll also share highs and lows from our school week, a work smarter, not harder teacher tip, and in our CODA section, we'll give you some specific recommendations of our favorite things in and out of the music room. So grab your beverage of choice and let's get started. And so it's time for our high notes and or low notes. Uh, so what do you have for us, Carrie? Well, mine's a little combination of both. Of course. Um, so the other day we had a little assembly and it was, we have a traveling band and orchestra teacher who comes to our school and then goes to other schools. And so this was their tour. Yay. And yeah. so they were playing in our gym and it was, um, it was the strings. I think it was the advanced strings. So sixth grade strings were playing. And the audience was third graders listening as well, fourth, fifth, and sixth. And uh, he's like, we're going to play this piece called Fiddle Tune. And he started playing it, and it was really Chicken on a Fence Post. It was mm-hmm. the tune of Chicken on a Fence Post, like really slowed down. And the high note of it is that immediately all of these little third grade heads <laughs> hopped over and looked at me with this look of like shock that, you know. How does he know Chicken song? on a Fence Post? How does anyone know that song but us? But then the part that turned into a low note for me is apparently I need to teach a little bit better um, audience manners <laughs> because they immediately started talking because they were so excited. Uh-huh. And they were like whispering and, and talking and, is that chicken out of pencils? I think it is. And then kind of singing, but not really, to the point where <laughs> the director had to turn around and shush them. And oh. I was like, oh, no. because I Did mean, you talk were, to him later? I did. Say, I was like, I'm sorry they were talking so much. It's a compliment, so much, but really. Here, it really is, because they were so excited they recognized yeah. the song. So, I mean, it was sweet they recognized it, but we, we need to talk a little bit more about audience manners. <laughs> and, and even when you know the song, you can't just <laughs> lean over and start telling your neighbor all about it. I don't know. Sometimes I do. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> Depends on the venue. <laughs> that's true. Doesn't it? Like if we're at Colorado Symphony, it's like, hey, <laughs> no, it's at, Stravinsky. At Red Rocks, I'll be like, oh, my God, I know this one. I know this song. <laughs> of course, usually I have a program, so it kind of defeats the purpose. But Not at Red Rocks. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. And go get that beer. <laughs> no, no, just kidding. Exactly. Uh, all, all right, right. Tanya. Well, that's not turn. that low. That's, that's very nice. No, I mean, it was sweet, but yeah, that was just way too much talking. I, I understand. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. Um, okay, I've got a fun high note, and I've yeah, got to hey. attribute this correctly because I do not know her. But on Facebook, and I, I'm sure other people saw this on Facebook the other day, in one of the um, elementary music teacher group, in fact, I think it is uh, elementary music teachers, that Facebook group, there's a teacher named Vicki Suarez, and I don't know her at all, uh, but she's been posting some interesting recorder like play along things and she did I'm looking for it okay well this is another one but um she did uh cool in the gangs get down on it yeah. get down on it and um with recorders playing on the chorus going bbb bbcb right and this nice. was like perfect timing i mean i am not the kind of teacher who like ooh i see this i'm going to use it tomorrow but in this case it was like 
oh my gosh, this would make a great warm up because in fourth grade, we are learning C and D. Perfect. And so um, it's a little tricky because they have to go from that B, B, C, B, you mm-hmm. know, and they have to do that teeter totter switch with the first finger popping up. Um, and so I showed them the pattern. We worked up to it. We were working on C. And by the end of that tune, right, when we're playing along with Cool and the Gang, they all have it because it's there's so much repetition. Yeah. And then they get to dance and some of that's them just so stand fun. around awkwardly and that's fine. Right. Look at me like I'm crazy or try to do the that flossing backpack oh, kid Oh, the backpack move, kid dance. Which is not a funky move. It doesn't no. really work. But hey, whatever whatever they want, it's fine. I, I do not get as annoyed by the backpack uh, flossing move as yeah. I do the dab for some reason. I don't know. Whatever. I just think, wow, you look kind of foolish, but... Okay. At least with the flossing thing, it takes a little bit of coordination versus... Oh, I guess. I mean, a little bit. But it's not musical. Versus dabbing, I mean. Well... Which is just look like you're sneezing into your arm. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's all <laughs> goofy and um, it's all over, right? I mean, this is all trickling down if it's if it's in our schools and it's like That's way true. not cool. Yeah, yeah, it seems like my fourth and third graders are way into it right now. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. Yeah. Cool in the gang, though, will always be cool. That's awesome. Uh-huh. So, um, and then there was another one that she shared, um, and it was Good Times by Chic. And I'm a big Chic fan from way back when. Yeah. And this has to do with my Duran Duran-ness, because I'm sorry, all you young people, but Duran Duran, a band in the 80s, they were, um, you know. I think I've heard of them. Um, maybe you've heard of them. <laughs> anyway, I was a big fan. They were highly influenced by the band Chic. Oh. And I'm sure see, you know, I didn't know this. Chic, if you know. Ah, freak out. Yeah. La freak. Say Chic. Right. And Nile Rogers, who was fantastic and has produced a million things. Anyway, so um, good times. These are those good times. It's A, B, A, 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 B. So that, yeah, and it's it's awesome. that syncopation too that they right. get to really feel in play and it's simple enough and you can you can dance. And, and you're bringing some good quality disco. Old tunes. I mean, to, to <laughs> Way our old tunes. Yeah, yeah. We, we need to start the second like disco revival it, again. Well, I don't know if I'm committed to that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, it, it's a good, fun warm-up. So we had a ball playing um, Cool in the Gang one day and yeah. then Chic on another day. And uh, there you go. That's I, awesome. Thank you, Vicky Suarez. I hope we meet someday. Yeah. Yeah. talk about our main theme which is how to deal with stress especially end of the year stress yes which is a special stress it is and as music teachers I mean depending on what your you know expectations are in your school this time of year can be really really stressful if you're dealing with end of the year concerts Mm -hmm. or preparing students for any sort of graduation or continuation ceremony every year I don't know why I'm surprised when I look at my May calendar when I just at a glance and I go oh my, there's so many things happening. Right. And then I'm like, I've been doing this. Why am I surprised that there's so many things every single day? And I always get so stressed out when I look at how few weeks we have left of school. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm excited about it, but then I get stressed thinking about, oh, I really should have gotten to this and this, and I'm really Uh, sad that I didn't. And 
even though there's, you know, so many weeks, it looks on paper like it's a lot, but when kids are being pulled out for field trips and mm-hmm. field day and all the other stuff going on, all of a sudden I realize I'm barely going to see my kids anymore. Yeah. So I can't really, pre- you know, present any new information. No. So it's a lot of practice and, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. And you know what? I, I really think I've come to terms with this, well... I think this every year, but I think more and more I understand that I'm not going to necessarily get to all the things right. that I want to get to. And as far as the um, getting that one last thing in, which I have tried oh, in yes. years past, but um, it's a punishing thing um, because I pay for it in the fall. You just have to redo it all in Yeah. So like, yeah. for example, first grade. Ideally, by the end of first grade, uh, melodically, I would really like to have presented um, law. And yeah. I would really like for us to be so me line all the live long day. And um, I think even as, you know, last year, I, I know last year at the end of the year, I got to law, but it was kind of a hurried, hurried job. And then in second grade, I'm just reteaching it again. Exactly. Right. It's not like that, that stayed with them. So, and it wasn't completely 100% new in second grade. Right. But I mean, I might as well just have waited and, and gotten really solid in some other things exactly. and had some other experiences for the first graders. I mean, there's lots of different things that we could have done rather, rather than um, me just going, just come on, let's law, please. Come on, let's just get this law in. And, yeah. And you just got to let go. You do. That. Mm-hmm. And for those of us who, you know, if we benefit from being the only music teacher in our building and you're not, if you don't have traveling teachers that you're working with or assuming it's not fifth or sixth that you're passing them on to the next grade. Mm-hmm. If it's just you the following year, yeah. you can just tell yourself, just hey. have a little talk with me and <laughs> exactly. say, hey, do you remember? We vertically plan with ourselves, which is awesome. Do you remember last awesome. year? <laughs> yes. You didn't get to that, and exactly. it's okay. So um, that's kind of where we're going to start with first is, uh, you know, Tanya, you and I are very different with how we deal with stress. And I think we we handle stress similarly, but we, we each have our own thing. Mm-hmm. And when we were talking about this topic, I said, well, for me, being organized does help me with stress relief, which sometimes sounds counterintuitive that like on a Friday afternoon, I really struggle leaving work with my desk a mess mm-hmm. or my office space, a total disaster. And I know there's sometimes you do just have to let it go and, mm-hmm. and it's okay, but I feel less stress and more relaxed going into my weekend, knowing that when I come in on Monday, mm-hmm. I'm going to have a nice clean desk and my lesson plans are done. Mm-hmm. So sometimes taking that time to front load that. Oh, yeah, is yeah helpful. definitely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I'm a big believer in planning ahead and organizing yeah. um, as much as I can. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, no, I'm not an advocate of like. No, and I didn't mean that specifically for you. I just mean when we were talking about this topic, you were talking a lot of other things that I was like, that we'll talk about later. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, I don't really do that. I don't really do that. Like more of the self-care things. So you're about. like proactive. Yeah, it's just a different let's type let's of Let's avoid of the stress, stress of the messy desk. And well, and I guess it, maybe like that's what saying. it is. Yeah, knowing that if I do that, I will be less stressed later. Yeah, and I'm like that. Um, yeah. On many fronts, especially like planning um, events and calendar. Well, and you have to be if you, especially if you have your own children. Oh yeah. If you have a family, they're also and there's busy things. with all of their and, things um, going on. I feel like I'm kind of in charge of that in my house. Um, right. Like, 
okay, in three weeks from now on Wednesday, you know that our daughter has an extra choir rehearsal that right. we're going to have to do. And my husband is like, what are you talking about? Right. That's in three weeks. I'm like, yeah, but we got to know oh, yeah. right now. I feel like my husband and I have the, like, we have to have a meeting. Like, mm -hmm. every evening, like, okay, let's look at tomorrow's calendar mm -hmm. and let's make sure everyone is where they need to be at the right time. Yeah. And, yeah, that's just dealing with home stuff. And then I could just go on. I've got a laundry list of, mm -hmm. to do and organizing there, too. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, it just feels good to go into the weekend especially. But even, like, on a, on a Wednesday, I feel much better leaving knowing that you know, my, my lesson plans are done and everything's copied and ready to go. And then I won't be in a mad scramble. Right. In the well, but as far as the stress for the end of the year, and I don't know if anyone can relate, but sometimes things are going to be done um, at the last possible oh, second yeah. because it's, there's just too much and exactly. it's not possible. So it's time to make some choices, yeah. you know, of what's the priority to get done. Oh, yeah. And, um, and then this is where that... I don't know why people say balance of home life and, and work life because it's, I don't, there's no balance. It's just like, I don't know. It's your life life. Right. Uh, but some things at home might get neglected. Um, you know, my house is, uh, it's, it's not horribly uh, dirty, but there's, so there's some clutter going on. Oh, yeah. And it looks more cluttered right now than it did, say, two months ago. Right. And it's, that's not the priority right. right now. Right. Oh, absolutely. And then we all go through ups and downs with this where, yeah, I feel like I'm really on top of it for one day or maybe even one week. And then the next week, it feels like it's a total disaster yeah. again. But. So as far as organizing and planning ahead, and I'm going to bring some home life stuff in here. One thing that I do, and I know a lot of people do this, is I make all my breakfasts for the week on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I like make overnight oatmeal or breakfast uh, couscous. Uh, not couscous, quinoa, sorry. I guess you could couscous breakfast, but whatever. Yeah. Um, or little egg muffin things right. and have it ready to go. Um, yeah, that's during, very helpful. Because the mornings can be really, really trying. Yeah. And we want to make sure people are fed. Um you know, we make coffee the night before and it goes off on a timer. We have our lunches ready to go. I, I really try to advocate in our house at home that everyone has their bags packed and ready to go. But inevitably, somebody needs something that is somewhere else. Um, but I try. Oh, yeah. You know, and people are running around trying to get um, not with, just the shoes on. But I was like, going to say with one shoe on and they can't find the other shoe. Uh -huh. That happens a lot in my house. <laughs> yeah. So, and I've gone as far as to have checklists with my kids, which they've kind of grown out of. And I kind of wish I could, I don't know, find some kind of new novel way to bring it back because I thought it was really handy to have those yeah. lists that visual of like, okay, I've done this, I've done this, and I've mm -hmm. done this. Because I still use checklists yeah. for a lot of things. So that kind of planning ahead at home works. And then planning ahead at school is really imperative because there's not very many lessons left. Exactly. So I don't want to have like the end of the year being like, wow, it was a regular old music class and then it was a screeching halt. Yeah. You know, I do like to wrap it up. And I am doing some um, end of the year projects with my students where I want them to like feel finished with that like my third graders, my fourth graders, and my fifth graders are all doing these compositions. Yeah. I want them to be feeling finished and, and fulfilled with that. Um, my sixth graders are doing some 12-bar blues projects, and I want them to get done with that. I don't want 
anyone to feel like that we just came to a screeching halt. Right. And then we're out the door. So there's some pre-planning that goes with that as right. well. Yeah, I find myself doing even more, you know, intense backwards planning this time of year. Like mm-hmm. I just charted out my May lesson plans just the other day and, you know, started with, okay, when is the last time I'm going to see each of my classes? Uh-huh. And then how many times will I see them now between, you know, now and the end of the school year? And after I panicked a little bit, then it became that reality check of, okay, well, this is what I can get done. And this is what I can get done well, like you said, like not just trying to cram something in for the sake of saying, oh, yeah, check that off the list, but really making sure I go deep enough into whatever it is I'm teaching. Mm-hmm. So like with first grade, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I'm We're working on quarter rest. We just, I presented quarter rest like last week, but I know that I have enough time now to practice that well enough that they're going to be proficient with that. Right. I'll still need to review it. But yeah, there's no way I can cram in blah, like you yeah. were saying. So, and that's okay. Uh-huh. Um, and one thing that I've, I've been doing too, because I'm doing recorder with um, fourth and fifth, because fifth got really behind last year. Well, and it was, I was new to that school. So that was part of it too. But because I just know some of those kids really want some of those extra belts that they might not necessarily get to in class. Mm-hmm. I've been opening up my room during their recess time because that's my planning time and just kind of having free time for them to come in and practice and test since I'm using this seesaw app and the mm-hmm. <laughs> the iPads that I mean I'm not really paying attention to them at all. I'm still planning and I'm still oh, doing awesome. my work. Yeah. But they're able to come in and get that done because and I've been very honest with them that, you know, between now and the end of the year I'm only gonna see you guys four more times. Yeah. You know? Um, and so if you if it's really important to you that you want to earn your black belt, here's when my door will be open. Wow, that's really great. Yeah, and I don't do it every day, (laughs) but um, I did it the other day. I actually was really inspired because it was snowing. Oh, And they actually took them outside, which I thought was great because it was kind of that weird spring, like, light snow Uh that it's not sticking anywhere, but it's just, it feels almost more like a light rain, but it's not, it wasn't really actually that cold in the air. It didn't Mm -hmm. feel that cold. But still, I said to the kids, you know, some of you might rather come in and do recorder instead of go outside. And so... I had some takers. Yay. I'd like nine kids come in. Yeah. So, you know, making making it clear to the kids, too. Like you said, when they're older and they're doing more independent work, well, mm-hmm. this is how much time we have left. Right. So, you know, for those kids who really feel that stress. And some kids are like, no, it's okay. I'll get to whatever belt I get to, and that's fine. Yeah. Um, and I make sure they know that's fine, too. As long as they've been working hard, it's not about what belt you get to. It's about mm-hmm. the effort you've put in. Exactly. So. Yeah, so planning ahead is a big thing. Absolutely. Um, to try to avoid, that's the preventive. Yeah, absolutely. Way to avoid the stress to in the first place. To be proactive before yeah. you feel the stress. Yeah. Which you'll still feel. But. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so also on our list, we have self care, which yes. is all these things you've heard. And this before. is definitely more, more year round, Tanya. I'm just, <laughs> I, I admit it, I am not good with the self care, especially like sleep. Um, I don't exercise as much as I should. I mean, this is definitely well, your cup of tea. Well, it's you just, do a great job with it. I thank you. It's just because um, as I've gotten older, oh my gosh, I they're like I don't know. I'm sorry to to date myself again, but like the older I get, the more I have to do to just feel like normal. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, I just notice what a difference it makes. Like if I don't exercise. For many days on end, I start getting really, um, I don't know, like 
antsy or something. There's something wrong and I can't put my finger on it. And then yeah. I like go exercise and I'm like, oh, that's it. That's, that's right. That's a great place to be at. Yeah. Well, I was doing really well with it for a while and then we moved. And then I, well, that really, I mean, but really, I mean, we've been here for two months now. It's, yeah, but that's still huge. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. But yeah. I think it's become more of an excuse than it should have. But well, no. Well, can't beat you know, myself up too much No, you it, can't, but. really. It defeats the purpose. <laughs> but, yes, yeah, so exercise is a good thing whenever you can do it. Um, I am very lucky because uh, I live two blocks away from the gym I go to. Mm-hmm. I go to an Orange Theory, and it's just, like, the perfect workout for me because it's, like, one hour, someone's telling me what to do, and then I am out of there. Right. Uh, because left to my own devices, I will go to a gym that I might have a membership, that I have a membership at, and I'll be like, Oh, I think I'll get on this uh, treadmill for forty-five minutes and read an old magazine and kind of, you know, dabble at it. And I just like to be told and work really hard and be done and know that I got a good workout. So that's perfect. And I can walk to my Orange Theory, and I love that. Um, But that, yeah, that makes a big difference. Sleep, and this is as far as the getting older thing. These days, if I don't get enough sleep. I get a really bad headache. Yeah. Um, especially if it's built up over a few days. Yes. I, I just simply cannot go with without good sleep or else I'm in a world of hurt. And um, I don't know. I think it's karma because I, when I was younger, I used to uh, work in a music library and my supervisor, she would get migraines and she would like not be there or she would have to go home early. And I would secretly think to myself, oh, what a, a bunch headache. Of <laughs> like oh, a headache, really? What's that? Oh my! Uh, now I know it really knocks yeah. you on your butt. <laughs> yeah, when you have a headache where you literally can't see straight and you're vomiting, yeah. that's just. I'm sorry to overshare, but oh boy, it'll just. It's like I your only world really got like a true migraine once in my life, and I definitely never want to repeat that experience yeah. again. Well, and I'm lucky that it doesn't really affect me in that way I just I just when I don't get sleep I just definitely feel like I'm not my best self Uh and I know it sounds a little cheesy but you know I have to remind myself that I owe it to my students to be my best self and if that reminding myself of that gets me in bed a little earlier then that's gonna work yeah usually for me it's just watching dumb stuff on tv I mean it's not (laughs) even like anything worthwhile but and I think maybe sometimes that is also my stress relief, too, and my escape is to right. watch something so completely not at all academic because then I just don't have to think and I'm kind of zoning, you know, mm-hmm. like The Bachelorette or something horrendous like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. But then all of a sudden, poof, it's 1130. And, yeah. You know, so. Right. I got to work on that. Yeah. Too. So I think sleep is so important. Oh, and I'm yeah. hoping someday it comes back in vogue because I know... There's a lot of like, oh, I'll sleep when I'm when I'm dead, or sleep is for, I don't know, sleep is uh, sleep is underrated. I think generally in our society, I think most people, yeah, um, think that it's just like I don't know a luxury thing, but right. oh my gosh, it makes such a difference in my world. So oh, yeah. know thyself. Yes. So I know I need sleep. I need exercise. And I, I know you're tired of hearing me say it, but the meditation has made a huge difference. <laughs> oh, no, please keep saying it. Um, I don't know. I'm just a a big advocate because it doesn't take a long time every day, Mm -hmm. but it's a really, it's a really excellent way in the morning to kind of check in with yourself and to really practice being in the present moment. Um, So, you know, and you can read more about that all over the place and, and um, 
there's apps for that. Like there's apps for everything. Um, there's apps for, you know, making sure you get enough sleep. Well, mm-hmm. it, nothing can make you sure, sure you get enough sleep except for you, but you know. Well, right. Reminders. Um, real Little reminders to go to bed. And those yeah. are always good. I have my Fitbit like buzz at me. Yeah. When, when I really should be going to bed. Yeah. And then I switch it off and ignore it. No, I try to, to heed that. So in the self-care realm, all of these things, um, eat healthfully, health, healthfully. And yeah. this is probably where I fall off quicker than anything is that it's really easy to not eat well. Oh, yeah. Especially if you go in the teacher's lounge. Uh-huh. At all. Yeah. The donuts. They call to me. Right. And then uh, <laughs> Teacher Appreciation Week is coming. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Which is lovely. But then it just always equals food. Mm-hmm. And then there's <laughs> retirement parties. Yes. And cake. And just graduation parties. And graduation parties and all that stuff. Yeah. End of the year things. But again, all in moderation and not to beat yourself up too much about That's true. It. Yeah. What is it like if you if you try to eat somewhat clean and healthy 80% 80, of the 20. time? 80-20. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, I'm not quite there, but yeah, work on it. This for is sure. something we're all working on. So, in the realm of self care, know what you need as far as sleep goes, as far as, you know, exercise goes. All of these things um, are really important for you to keep up, even though it's a very hectic time of year. And, yeah, you know, it can be a challenge. I've been taking lots of bubble baths because in our new house, we have a really fun bathtub, it's like a jet tub. In our master bath. And that was like one of my big things when we were looking for a new home is I said, I want my own bathtub that I don't have to share with my children. So I got it and I've been using it a lot. And that's kind of my like meditation time. Like my quiet time is in the tub. Yeah. It's lovely. Yeah. (laughs) And so that makes me think of one thing I wanted to mention is alone time. Yeah. Alone time where you're not planning. Right. Or lesson planning or, you know, scheduling stuff, but like true alone time. Yeah. So we were talking earlier about how I was supposed to go to the gym the other day, and I didn't. I just threw on my clothes, um, my workout clothes, and I ended up walking to the lake that's about a half a mile away from the house. And I didn't run. And I thought initially I was going to jog there and be healthy, even though I wasn't going to the gym. But I just ended up walking and then just sitting by the lake and kind of zoning out for a while. And that was really nice to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Another uh, tip that I have for self-care for myself is just to be outside, especially this time of year. Like I'm very invigorated just by the fresh air. And so um, today, actually, we had an early release day in our district. And um, I had some time after I left my school because my school finished. Well, we had a full day planning day. But my personal children had an early release day. So I had to go pick them up at 1 o'clock. And I had some time, so I took myself out to lunch, and I sat outside at the patio at lunch. And it was just like the most lovely 20 minutes I've had in a long time where it was just quiet and the sun was shining, and um, it was lovely. And it just reminded me that I just – just being outside just for that little bit really is helpful. I know a lot of teachers um, at my school will go out um, during their planning or lunch and just take a little walk around the field. Yeah. And not necessarily all together in a pack, but, you know, just <laughs> when you feel like it. Craig and I used to used to do that yeah. during our planning time. He's yeah. the art teacher. Right. Um, and my husband. And so we used to say, we're going to take a 10-minute walk at the very beginning of our planning time. Yeah. And, and then we kind of got out of that habit. Right. Um, yeah. It's something I like to do a little bit more from now to the end of the year. It's just... Yeah. Well, I kind of feel guilty, too, about it. 
I mean, I feel guilty that I, I mean, there's a bazillion things I need to do. Right. But also I kind of feel like there's this stigma that I'm worried and it's all my in my head or maybe not. I don't know um, that other teachers are going to see that I'm like walking and they're going to think that I don't have anything to do. Oh, really? Well, I don't that's know. Unfortunate. Maybe that's just a, a thing I've. Well, I can, I can see where you would say that, especially because there's that stigma against specials teachers, exactly. music teachers, that mm-hmm. we don't work as hard as classroom Every teachers. Every once in a while you hear the whole, it must be nice comment. Sure. And then you're like, well. Oh. I yeah. never thought of it that way. No, I mean, I, at my school I see a lot of teachers doing that, and I've done that myself a couple times. And I think it's just like a common stress relief thing. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to do a quick five-minute walk around the field. And right. It's invigorating uh-huh. and relaxing at the same time. And really, I mean, I should be comfortable enough at this point to be like, whatever. Well, sure. You think this? All right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you've been there a while. Um, well, and to get outside, we, we did a whole podcast about this, but about to get outside the with outside. the students, mm-hmm. too. I mean, it's really, it's lovely for you and for them. Yes. I think it definitely helps calm them down a little bit, too. Yeah. They feel cooped up this totally. time of year. They've got that spring fever, so giving them, you know, that little dose of time, but in an organized, you know, purposeful way is great. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an excellent thing is to go outside. And then we want to also touch on socializing. Oh yeah. What's that? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Um, But like you were saying that we had a um, in-service day or a a half day with kids today. And then the rest was PD time. Yeah. And so we had a PD and I ended up going out with like, happy hour with a few music teachers in the district which like never happens yeah and that was kind of i would have come but i had my children with me (laughs) it was lovely because we sat outside yes and had some lovely cocktails with like lavender and other stuff yeah um and that was just great yeah like to just be outside with other people that you don't always see and right and talk to and um that's one thing that i also tend to it tends to slip away quickly is that um, I can like relate to other people, not just the little people right. or the adults who are at school, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and you mentioned earlier like retirement parties and I think it's very easy to say, oh, I'm just too busy for that. Mm-hmm. I don't have time for that. You know, if it's not, you know, a part of like a staff meeting, so to speak, like if it's an extra thing to say, oh, I'm not going to do that. I don't have time for that. But yeah. I think if you make time for that, what you get back is really rewarding because you get to know your colleagues a little bit better and, you know, let out a little bit of that stress that you're all feeling. Yeah. And can relate to each other about. Yeah. So those are a few tips from us. I mean, they seem maybe a little painfully obvious, but yeah. it's more just to kind of commiserate <laughs> about how we're feeling and how we deal with it. Well, and in it's different important ways. to recognize that there is stress and that there are ways that we can try to avoid too much stress in the first place. And then other remedies to kind of like lessen that. Let me ask you this too. Okay. <laughs> a little tag on. Because uh-huh. I, I, I know some teachers keep a little countdown like on their board, like X days till summer. Do uh-huh. you keep such a countdown? You know what? I don't. And I never I don't have. either. And, and I find that to be stressful for some reason. I do like, too. I do not like to see X's on a calendar. It kind of makes me think, I don't know, I, that, that ticking down. Yeah. And it's not because, ooh, I have so much to do. I mean, I feel that stress as well. Sure. But I don't know, just the idea of marking things off on a calendar, and I'm going to get like a little mindful here. It's kind of like, um, I'm only looking forward to this one date. Yes. And all of these dates with the X's, yes. um, I can't enjoy this 
this date. I can't yes. enjoy this date. I can't enjoy right now or I can't be here for right now because I'm all zoned in on this date that's coming. Yeah, so that's that, exa- thank you for articulating that because that's how I've always felt about it, but I've never really taken the time to analyze why. But, but that's what are exactly we throwing right. away all those other days? Yeah. Other things, yeah. other great, wonderful things can happen in your life. Right. Work-wise and just life-wise. Now, I'm not knocking those teachers or uh, staff members who are not <laughs> counting down their days to well, retirement. It, it, because I, one, uh, one of our secretaries is retiring, and she's had a little countdown on her um, desk for a long time. And I, I'm all for that. Well, <laughs> I, yeah. I get that. And do that's what's different, good for you. That's a different mindset. And but, if you have a mindset about it that's all, that yeah. works for you, no, that's yeah. fine. But personally, that's... It doesn't work for me. That's interesting me. you say that. Yeah. All right. time for us to share a work smarter not harder teacher tip where we share something that's helpful maybe saves a little time a little bit of stress yeah 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 well um in that vein i've got something that this is one of those i know i say this all the time but this is one of those you probably already do but just in case maybe not maybe not um I use the reminder app on my iPhone all the time to remind me to do things, but I'm especially fond of setting alarms um, that go off that like flash like a little message to me. But I also like using the option of remind me when I get to a place. So remind me when I get to school to make sure I put this thing to be copied or make sure I contact so-and-so about this change in schedule. So, I mean, I use the reminders app very strategically as far as when I want it to go off. And especially at nighttime before, you know, making sure I'm ready to go to bed and have everything set for the day. If I have reminders that are going to go off the next day, then I don't have to worry about it anymore because I know I'm going to be reminded. Um, And we have an Alexa, as many people do. So I've been using the Alexa to remind me of things also. Um, now, does Alexa time. talk to your iPhone? Does that work? No. Okay, because yeah. that's a totally different thing. It is. So yeah. it's getting a little weird, and I'm sure everybody can relate <laughs> to this, like, hey, Siri, Alexa, Alexa, do this, Siri, do that. You know, it's kind of like yeah, a precursor to... Yeah, we don't have the to... Alexa, so I haven't crossed that bridge. But... Well, if I could just get her to pronounce my name correctly, that well, would be right. a fun Tanya. thing. Tanya. Tanya. Okay, Tanya. Yeah, and then <laughs> when I have her remind me uh, something about Amelia, she calls her Amelian. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, she is one in a million. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so to be like, um, this is your reminder for a million to take her pill, you know. <laughs> I love it. Okay, a million. Now we've reached the CODA section where we will share a professional or a personal recommendation of something we've been enjoying. And Carrie, you're telling us first, what have you been um, loving recently? Well, I have been listening to a lot of podcasts, yeah. which is really funny because um, I didn't really listen to podcasts much before we started doing this one. And I thought, Don't say that. well, no, I mean, I mean, now I'm addicted. I mean, and not just to all the music education ones, but 
a lot of them. I listened to the Dirty John podcast oh, because wow. Aileen recommended it, and I was like, wow, that was a really good one. Um, yeah, I've really become a podcast person now, and I just really am enjoying it. So uh, lately, I've been listening to a lot of Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard, um, who is an actor and um, married to Kristen Bell. Married to Kristen Bell, and um, I really was a big fan of Parenthood, and so um, I, I knew him from that show, and I never really like thought he seemed like that great of a person to listen to. He kind of comes off as kind of arrogant, and I thought, ah. Oh, this is probably not going to be interesting. But his very first podcast was an interview with Kristen Bell. And it was really fun to listen to because it really started off with them arguing about something. And it was arguing, I can't remember what it was now. So I think it was just some nitpicky thing. But mm -hmm. I thought, this is just so endearing just to hear this, this like sweet, normal couple side of these two very famous people. Not that they're not real people, but you know. It just yeah. was fun to hear. And so um, I've just been really enjoying it. And he's actually very intelligent and well-spoken. Yeah. And, and they're really funny together. Yeah, yeah. And depending on the person who is interviewing, there can be a lot of profanity. So just know that well, okay. it's not <laughs> to listen to with children in the car. Um, but it's fun. And especially if you um, have watched the show Parenthood, which I've watched all of it twice because I loved it so much. He interviews a lot of his co-stars from that show, too, which oh. is really fun to listen to. So, That's awesome. Yeah, so Armchair Expert. It's a good one. Okay, like Armchair, it's called Armchair Expert. Armchair Expert. With Dax With Jack Shepard and yes. lots of random guests. Cool. Yeah. All right. It's fun. Well, I kind of feel geeky because I'm going to recommend a podcast as well. Oh, wow. That I love um, the podcast I'm today. I'm kind of surprised I haven't mentioned it before, and I listened to it every time it comes up, but I was reminded of it because it's just one of those things that it's like such a, a part of my life and my regular listening that I just don't even think about anymore. Yeah. But then um, the other day on Instagram, our friend Camelia in Boulder, she posted a little uh, picture and it was all about the um, piano puzzler oh. with Bruce Adolph. And it was yeah. a Bruce Adolph uh, piece of music and I was like oh my gosh someone else listens to Piano Puzzler so and I haven't listened to this yet. oh my gosh now I think that you were at our conference our oak conference in Denver in 2008 yeah yeah well he was our keynote speaker oh yeah yes, yes. okay so Bruce Adolph he is a yes. composer um I th I know he went to Juilliard I think he was a teacher at, a professor at Juilliard yeah. as well he's yeah. a he's a uh, composer and pianist as well and so um the Piano Puzzler, it's a really short po podcast, and it's an NPR podcast, and Bruce Adolph, he rewrites a tune in the style of a famous composer. Okay. And I sound just like uh, Bob introducing the guy, introducing <laughs> Bruce Adolph. Nice. Um, and then they get a listener on the line who tries to guess both the tune that's being played and then in the style of what composer. Oh. So this is just a – and it's kind of been a um, – a ritual that me and my son on a, on the way to his piano lesson are coming home. We listen to piano puzzler, and that's um, cute. He takes a stab at it, but um, I love it. You know, so it's just it's really a lot of fun, and and of course I get them right, like you know most of the time. And if I ever were to call in and and really do it for real, like on the line and be that person, I'm sure I'd get it totally wrong. Right, right. Total but um, I even a while ago started collecting them. Like in my iTunes library, the ones that uh, he did when they were Hey Jude. 
Oh, yeah. Because he's done that song several times Aww. in the style of Bach and Hey Jude in the style of Gershwin and Hey Jude in the style of... So I think I've got like four or five Hey Judes Aww. that I was collecting for... My son is named Jude. Yes. Um, so anyway, Piano Puzzler. Uh, I'm not a pianist, uh, but it's so much fun to like pick out the tune and then take a stab at the composer and then be excited when you get it right. And anyway, That's awesome. It's very music geeky, but... Um, Love it. Yeah, and thanks for the reminder, Camelia. Yeah. We've reached the double bar line. Thank you for listening to Music Teacher Coffee Talk. If you enjoyed this show, please consider subscribing, rating, and leaving us a review on iTunes to help others find this podcast. And today we want to give a special shout out to some of the listeners who have been uh, engaging with us on Facebook and and other places and and Instagram and sending us messages. We have a lovely group of teachers from Edina, Minnesota. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yeah, and we've heard from several of them. Yeah. Or a few of them. Yes. And thank you to those of you who have given us reviews and ratings um, both on Facebook and And on iTunes. iTunes. It's really helpful. Yeah. And we want to give a shout out. To a special young listener, Jasper, <laughs> who apparently is one of our biggest fans. And we, we love it. So thank you, Jasper, thank for, you listening. for listening. Thank you for listening, Jasper, and, and Melissa. And Melissa, too. Yeah. Your mom <laughs> is pretty awesome. We're just so excited that anyone is listening. Yeah, and, and it's really rewarding for us to get that feedback because, you know, we do this just for fun. We enjoy just chatting with each other, and we figure if it benefits, you know, at least one other person, it's, it's worth, worth our doing. time. Yeah. And uh, so for all of you who have been reaching out and, and asking questions and just saying thank you, we appreciate it. So Thanks. thank you. Back to you. Yeah. And in our nep- next episode, we will be talking about closure, end of the lesson closure, but also end of the year closure. Yeah. It's that time. So until next time, this is Carrie. And this is Tanya wishing you happy musicking. And since we apparently need to work on closure, we should also add. Oh, yeah. We've got some show notes. We have show notes. Yeah. Yeah. They're at uh, my blog. What's that called again? Teaching Music, Tanya's Kodai Aspiring Blog. And we'll have show notes there, but probably no music notation um, of anything. Yeah, we didn't sing anything today. Well, no, but Cool and the Gang, I don't want to get sued. That's true. We can't notate that. Yeah, we did sing that. But you can go rock out to it on your own. Mm -hmm. Go find that. All right.